0: As a health professional, beauty and aging are the centerpiece of my research. And one thing is clear. If you want to age well, you would better keep your NAD levels high. NAD is a molecule in the human body that is vital to aging well and remaining youthful in so many ways. NAD creates energy, maintains healthy DNA, detects and uses nutrients efficiently, and even protects your cellular health. Unfortunately, from age 30 to age 70, NAD levels decline up to 65%. Simply put, when your NAD levels decline, aging accelerates. That's why if you care about aging well, you need to get Qualia NAD. Qualia NAD is a clinically tested supplement that can boost your NAD levels up to 50%. It's a vegan, non-GMO blend of three key naturally-derived ingredients called NAD precursors that your body can readily convert into NAD. And 11 additional ingredients that support your body's NAD production. Qualia NAD is the easiest way to support your NAD levels deep into life, so you can stop losing one of the most vital molecules in your body for remaining youthful and in your prime. So if you're over 30, help stop your declining NAD levels with Qualia NAD risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance and use code radiance. We'll score you an additional 15% off. That's qualia, N-A-D, at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance with code radiance to age incredibly well from the inside out. We are rolling. It's like that rolling. I don't know why they popped in my head anyways. Where's that it from? Like, wow. It's totally as clueless. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host. Beauty is a feeling and a quiet confidence that comes from being perfectly aligned, body, mind, and spirit. I've devoted my life to developing myself, and my purpose now is to help develop you. As a registered nurse, I have advanced training in cosmetic rejuvenation, and I am wholeheartedly an advocate for self care. Most importantly, I've witnessed the impact of mindful living on the aging journey. And this interview is intended to share philosophy and practice that will help guide your body, mind, and spirit to their highest potential, which in my opinion it brings forth the most optimal beauty. I would love to introduce you to my very special guest today. We have with us Stephanie Misca. Be sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and take us both at ritual.medicine and at Rachel Varga Official and receive the Boss Babe PMS Hacks directly to your inbox. Don't forget to leave a review here on iTunes as well. Stephanie joins us from Victoria, British Columbia, where she practices as an acupuncturist and herbalist. She focuses on women's reproductive, hormonal health, and fertility needs. Just in time for my time of the game. In this three-part series, we are going to dive straight into how important it is to embrace your feminine energy on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level and maximizing your energetic efforts based on the different times of your cycle. If you aren't doing this, you absolutely need to learn about this now. Next, we are going to discuss the importance of being aware of the nuances of your menstrual cycle, (laughs) period, podcast. And in the last episode of this series, we are going to shed light on how acupuncture and herbal medicine can significantly minimize PMS and the best PMS hacks that you need to know about ASAP. Hey everybody! In this episode of this three part series, we are going to talk about getting in touch with our feminine sides. And male listeners, you can also benefit from this topic too, because believe it or not, we all have masculine and feminine attributes to us, no matter what our gender is. Okay, well, first off, I want to share with you guys that I met my favorite author, Rebecca Campbell, this past weekend in Portland. She was speaking at a Hay House event, and I also got to see Dr. Joe Dispenza too. He's got a wicked documentary on Netflix right now called Heal. If you haven't seen it, I recommend that you watch it right after you listen to this podcast. Don't stop the pop- podcast to listen, keep listening. And I was able to spend a whole day with Rebecca Campbell, and we did a ton of different exercises connecting with other fellow ladies and workshop attendees. It was really impactful to me, and it's really just diving into our feminine sides. Stephanie, why is it so important that we embrace and recognize our feminine and masculine sides?
1: Well, first of all, can I say how jealous I am of you (laughs) that you got to spend the weekend (laughs) with those two amazing people? Um, It's really special. Yeah, I would actually love to hear a little bit more about what your exercises you did and how that benefited you and your experience. Absolutely. Um, So why is it so important to embrace and recognize our feminine and masculine sides? Well, super simply, we all have both and Mm -hmm. oftentimes in our in the way our society is set up is we're a little bit more prone to tuning in and focusing on the masculine energies in ourselves and our bodies and it's like that boss babe mentality like work like a man right make it in a man's world absolutely 100% and I'm seeing a huge shift with a lot of female entrepreneurs however there's still a disconnect between our feminine energy and I don't see us honoring and nurturing the feminine energy as much as we Mm. should be.
0: That's that's really interesting you mentioned that. And what popped into my mind was how much of a tomboy I was growing up.
1: Mm. I was
0: rocking the gumboots with a little crinoline skirt. I was always playing with the boys. I think my parents' best friends had, like, a family of four boys. So I grew oh. up like that. And then I was riding dirt bikes. I took mechanics in high school instead of art and all this stuff. So I was always actually quite... In my masculine energy when i was younger like i went to car shows all the time as soon as i could walk with my dad really fun full upbringing with tons of activities but now i'm just like knee deep in getting into the feminine side of things
1: i'm curious when that shifted for you do you remember when that was
0: i would actually say when i started in the field of rejuvenation mm. so when i switched gears from you know my bachelor's of science and nursing uh, graduated university, got my pre med under my belt, worked as a ICU pediatric ICU nurse for a couple of years, and then started working with loads of women all day long, mm. and really connecting with women on a more deeper level that are choosing to do a journey with me in regards to their rejuvenation. So for you. You work with women all day long, too, as a fertility expert. I do. I do work
1: with women all day long, and some men, too, because especially when we're focusing on fertility, yes, it's super important to um, work on optimizing female fertility, but it's also important to acknowledge um, the other half of that in the male (laughs) fertility as well. It's really about
0: balance, right? Yin and yang.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yep. So but most of my time is spent with women, and Mm -hmm. most of my time is spent with women talking about our menstrual cycles and fertility and how those are connected And there's so many things that we can do that might help our fertility, might help our menstrual cycle. But one of the most integral pieces that I feel like is missing is really honoring and honing in on that feminine energy. Because we Mm -hmm. live in so much disconnect from that, that on its own inherently creates its own imbalances. So it's an interesting topic to bridge with people because we have developed and grown into the society where there's not a lot of space for that. But what are some ways that we can, um, really start to step into that and live into that so that our body starts to function a little bit more optimally in that sense too, which will in turn help our menstrual cycle and our fertility.
0: Hmm. I know for me, I get, mad shit done when i'm ovulating Mm. what is going on there (laughs) why is that why is it so different
1: well energetically there's a lot of things that are happening like leading up to ovulation and you might notice that maybe you're a little bit more frisky there's a higher sex drive there's a more energy there's a build-up of our hormones in our body and in chinese medicine a build-up of what we call yang energy which is more that generating and movement oriented and production energy and so we can see that coming into ovulation, how that would come into play with having more energy, mm-hmm. having a higher sex drive, and getting shit done. And that
0: would be more the masculine side.
1: Yeah, in relation to that, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then when we're bleeding for like a week or like three days, depends, then you're just kind of like, oh, I just kind of want to lay low, don't want to do too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally. And that's, that's a tough pill for a lot of us to swallow is that... Our body is telling us something. We have a hormonal drop right before we bleed in Chinese medicine. Or,
0: like, um, what the heck's going on? (laughs) Like, why am I sad about this movie?
1: Right. (laughs) But that doesn't necessarily have to be this, like, negative thing. Like, if anything, we're more intuitive during that time. And those emotions and those things that might manifest for us that seem like annoyances are actually different ways that our body and our spirit are trying to speak to us through these symptoms or through these emotions as well. So if you have this reoccurring emotion that keeps coming up pre-cycle all the time, maybe there's more to it than it just being like something that your partner's doing that pisses you off, right? There's maybe a need that's not being met or um, something that's trying to be expressed or that's a little stagnated and isn't being able to push or to move through your body.
0: Amazing. Hmm. On Friday, I pretty much like started my cycle. It was only like three or four days this month, which Mm. is awesome. I wasn't complaining. And when we met for uh we met at Fernwood Inn the week before and you're like, yeah, you can totally have menstrual cycles that aren't painful. I'm like, what? (laughs) And it's funny because now after you brought that into my awareness, this last one was like, I had barely any cramps. But I felt really emotionally in tune And I actually loved it because it was almost like the best timing for me to go to this Hay House event with these amazing authors like Dr. Joe Dispenza, who talks about, you know, normal people doing supernatural things, mind over body connection with health and healing. And then Rebecca Campbell, like, let's get into the feminine aspects of being more awesome. So I was very in tune intuitively, and it was almost like I felt all of these amazing emotions of being able to go to this event and then I met these awesome other ladies in the cafe at my hotel they're from the same island I'm at this conference is at Portland it's like what are the chances and then she got me front row seats at Rebecca Campbell and then I got to meet her and she signed my books it's like all of these awesome things and I just felt really present in it Mm. because of that part of my cycle like even more
1: well, if you can imagine too, like back in the day, how women would actually gather together in ceremony or might go to a tent like, to all bleed together. And there was more of a sense of community and connection during that time. So it might, you know, play into how you were feeling connected and mm-hmm. more in tune during your cycle in this like feminine energy and those exercises and meeting these beautiful people that were so all in line <laughs> with what you were doing. like room <laughs> of
0: awesome women. Like, I want to be friends with all y'all. I
1: know.
0: <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> I know you just mentioned about some of the exercises that we did. One was very impactful, and I just feel like every woman, every sister, every best friend, every mother, or daughter needs to do this. And it's gonna sound really basic, but then you do it, and it's like, holy shit. Mm. Like, I can't believe that. So, looking at someone, and then what is saying something along the lines of, what is your soul's purpose? What What's the deepest desire for your soul? And then you answer back at me. And I ask you that about 20 times. So it can range from things of, I want to eat caramel. I want to see peacocks. I want to go to Africa. It could be anything. Or wanting to help and heal others. And you just say that over and over again. It's really interesting what comes up. So do it with the girlfriend. Yeah, it's interesting. I've done that process
1: too, and we call it dyading. Is that what they... Is that what they called it at your conference as well? No. Um, but we see that because we can ask a specific question and it might change, but by holding that space and continuing to ask the same question, we get to sort of chip away and dig a little bit deeper to mm-hmm. get to the, like maybe a little bit more of the essence of how we actually feel. Because if it's a, a question like, how are you doing? We might start with like, I'm feeling good. Or I'm busy. Yeah. And then, okay, how are you doing? Okay, I'm all I'm all right. How are you doing? And you just keep digging and digging and mm-hmm. until we kind of get to a place that's a little bit more just like soul space.
0: It was fascinating. And that really, you do this with, strangers and it really kind of gets you to connect in a hurry (laughs) it does yeah i love this practice it's beautiful and then the other one that she had us do was we're facing you know a complete stranger and so you do that first exercise of what is your soul calling you to do if you could do anything in this world and still feel supported what would you do and you ask your partner that about 20 times and then you finish it all off with one person saying to their partner I see you. But you're almost like singing it. It's like, I see you. or okay. It's hard to explain. It's really hard to explain. But it was freaking magical. I mean, it
1: always is. Holding eye contact with someone and listening and seeing them yeah. and having someone see you. And
0: then Rebecca was on stage saying, I see your courage. Mm-hmm. Or I see your love. I see your strength. It was like one of the most it's incredible the motto works. Oh, yeah, they were hanging <laughs> around tissues the whole time. So, like, Sounds really powerful. It was extremely powerful. And I'd never done that before, and just, I, f- I feel like everyone needs to do that with their girlfriends, especially mm-hmm. around that time of the month.
1: Totally. Well, that's a very, like, <laughs> feminine, energetic way of connecting with people, too, to, like, sit and hold eye contact and be in community and in circle and sort of in ceremony, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah (laughs) I feel like over the last little while I've been really craving that and Mm. then we met at the women's expo that we were both involved in and I spoke at and I was really craving that and then it's like boom all these amazing women have showed up in my life and Mm. you are included Mm. absolutely 100% (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: that's so sweet of you yeah it was a it was an awesome event to meet other women Mm -hmm. in business and as someone who works for herself and is like a solo entrepreneur or solo biz owner, we get, I get a little isolated in my own experience too. So going to this women's expo, connecting with people like you is, is so important because I get in my own head and my own like masculine energy too, to like be the sole proprietor and do all these things myself. And so to have those connections is really fulfilling and
0: heartwarming as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I'm Mm -hmm. glad that we had a chance to meet there. Stephanie, can you tell us how we can be more awesome females based on our monthly cycle? Well,
1: first of all, as a female, you and anybody listening is already super awesome. Um, (laughs) Super simply, and I think the, the first step for most of us, if we have not done this already, is just connecting to ourselves and to our monthly cycles, if we're females who have monthly cycles, menstrual cycles. Um, we spend, we can spend so much time numbing that out or trying to quiet that experience either through not talking about it, hiding our products like pads and tampons, using birth control, using sources that eliminate our period altogether, and whether we choose those or not, but tuning into what's happening in our body on a daily level because we're living in a cyclical environment and we're cyclical beings and it's unrealistic to think that we're going to feel the same and do the same and be the same every minute of every day forever. So I'm a big fan of, if you're a menstruating female, to track your cycle for the sole purpose of understanding how you feel at different times. And acknowledging or stepping into that space if you are feeling more tired if you feel more energetic and knowing that sometimes we look at this the ebbs and flows of our energy and our libido and our creativity and and our production or product or, or productivity as a burden but if anything i think it's more of a superpower mm-hmm. so the first step would be disconnecting to that
0: And I knew we were in a podcast. So when I was at this amazing event recently this last weekend, meeting some of my favorite people I've been following for so long, I tuned into that for the first time ever. And I feel like I tapped into the power of it also. And it was quite profound for me to do that for the first time.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm.
1: In the work that I do with women... Because, again, like you were saying with this exercise, like it seems so simple. Um, but we're always looking for something outside of ourselves to save us. <laughs> and we're looking something, for something outside of ourselves to have the answer. And if I can like offer anything to any of the clients I work with or the women that are feeling imbalanced or out of sorts, that our body is always speaking to us and we have most of the answers ourselves. And that if we're able to tune in and and listen and just sort of sit with ourselves and be present in our body. there's, there's a lot of healing that happens just from doing that.
0: Mm -hmm. Getting back to my personal experience, living in a very masculine world, we're kind of told and encouraged to put your emotions aside a little bit. And after speaking with you, and I actually kind of recognized these emotions were really heightened. It was really cool tapping into
1: that. So you noticed some emotions that you had been suppressing had been heightened? Is that what you're saying?
0: I was just feeling things more intensely. Mm. Like everything was heightened and it was great. And it really actually just pulled me into the present moment. So it's almost like if you have something super girly coming up, maybe try and coordinate it with that. And if you have a big presentation you need to make, maybe try and coordinate it with your ovulation.
1: Totally. And so you can... Like, if anything, so when we're bleeding, that would be the time of, like, rest and contemplation and connection and maybe community in, like, a gentle and soft way. And then when you finish bleeding from that time up until we ovulate, which is on average day 14, um, that would be the time for, like new activities, starting new plan, like new um, creative endeavors and working on a new project. So that might be the time to like lead up to a presentation or to work on a new project or make some new connections. And then the time from ovulation to when we're bleeding is we can still generate that energy for sure. But right before we start to bleed again, we're going to notice that energy dip again. So it's sort of that sweet spot from post bleed to pre bleed where we can have a little bit more energy and expect to I mean, I'd hate to use the word productivity in this, in this sense, too, because it's still that, like, masculine sense of, like, having to get stuff done. But, yes, being around ovulation before and after great times mm-hmm. to do those things that require a little bit of, like, externally
0: um, guided energy. And maybe just to be aware of the fact that we do need to give balance to our bodies. So when your body's telling you something you have cramps, maybe you don't pop that ab bill just to get through the night. Yeah. And that's hard because we have so many,
1: um, we have so many, res- we have so much responsibility. And so for some of us, we can't sit through the cramps or like and not get any sleep and not go to work. So we need to, we feel like we need to push through these things to get all the things done that we've put on our plate. Um, the beautiful thing about that, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit later is that we don't have to have menstrual cramps and we don't have to, um, have pms symptoms that really deplete us each month and to listen to that it could be your body telling you you have an imbalance somewhere 100 percent, yeah absolutely i mean i (laughs) i'm not sure there's ever been a time where someone physically feels bad and their body is not trying to send them a message of some sort Mm -hmm. um usually that's some sort of way that's some way of your body telling you that it needs some love or some attention or something's missing or a needs not being met or right. something like that
0: what are this what are a few of the herbs or treatments that you can recommend people do when they are experiencing menstrual crops?
1: Mm-hmm. well obviously my first recommendation is acupuncture and herbal medicine those are the two main things that i use in my practice um it's pretty wild how well it works. Um, It's almost too simple sometimes. (laughs) Like, because especially when women have been suffering with something for so long, like I have women who come in who are in their late thirties and they've had PMS their entire life and we work together and their symptoms are gone or alleviated mostly. And the common feedback is like, I like, I wish I had known this decades ago. I didn't know that I didn't have to suffer every month. So the fact that we have this tool that's quite accessible nowadays in most places, um, that works so well. It's a really good simple step <laughs> is acupuncture and herbal medicine. Um, there's a few other like at home remedies that I recommend.
0: Um, so like book your acupuncture appointment around that time of the month.
1: Yeah, and so we, I mean, depending if when you come and work with me, we're gonna like sit down and talk about your menstrual cycle, we'll have an initial consultation, and then we're going to work together for a few cycles. Acupuncture is a cumulative medicine, so that means that treatments build upon each other. And because we're working with your symptoms that have a cyclical nature, it does take a few of those cycles to start to notice the benefits. So I always recommend a minimum of 90 days, which is on average three cycles, but for most people we're going to work together for three cycles pretty close together and with treatments a little bit more frequently. However, once we've Navigated through those symptoms and the the person is feeling better. Then we look at coming in before those symptoms would start. So for the average person who has PMS, maybe like three days before they start bleeding, I'd invite them to come in maybe ten to seven days before they start bleeding, and that would be their monthly check-in. Again, always before the symptoms start, just to help regulate the body and boost that that treatment in the in the mm-hmm. system as well. Always and always before the symptoms start.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm 33 this year and I'm going to be thinking about having kids in a couple of years. What should I do? What advice do you have for me? (laughs) What should you do? Um, My first advice
1: is if you're on birth control and you know you want to get pregnant in the next two years is to to stop taking hormonal birth control. From what I've heard, that most doctors are saying, like, you can get pregnant right away, which is true. You absolutely can. However, there's a lot of things that hormonal birth control... um, changes in your body and it can take a minimum of three to six months to really regulate those again and some studies are showing it's like six to 12 to 24 months before our cycles are fully normal because depending on what um depending on what hormonal birth control we're taking it might stop ovulation so just because we get our period again after taking or after stopping taking hormonal birth control we might not be having an ovulatory cycle so those are things that you talk about with your practitioner. But if you are on hormonal birth control, it would be, t- be getting off that. Um, all
0: these women who are missing out on
1: ovulating, <laughs> and it's not all of the hormonal medication or hormonal birth control now, but the function of the original birth control and of the, of the hormonal ones is to stop
0: ovulation. That's when we have <laughs> our most power too. It is,
1: I know. And ovulation has so much more of a function than just pregnancy. Like there's a that hormone cascade has so much more benefit than just that, like in terms of bone health and heart health and cardiovascular, um, vitality and things like that. But I always advocate for women, especially coming in for acupuncture, before they want to get pregnant. Again, just to make sure our cycles are regulated. And if anything, too, working through a little bit of our, any trauma or tension that's held in our body and making a open and welcoming space for conception, um... And of course, getting on some prenatal supplements of good quality and not just checking out like at Costco or Walmart or something, but checking in with a practitioner for a high grade prenatal, potentially for you and the partner
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: high grade, medical grade, pharmaceutical Mm grade. Totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. So my, I use a naturopathic dispensary when I'm prescribing those. And the second would be to either work with a nutritionist or with your practitioner to talk about diet because there's a lot of diet fads going on right now, especially with, say, like intermittent fasting. That would not be something I'd recommend if you're trying to get pregnant.
0: Right.
1: Um, again, we're trying to, like, boost up your body's energy reserves and boost up all of the nutrients and vitamins and minerals in your body. And so you want to be eating foods that are good for you and your constitution and are healthy and making sure that your blood sugar levels are regulated because that has a huge effect on our hormones. Um, and diets are really simple and can be a really easy way to do that.
0: Mm. Those are all awesome tips. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that with us and wrapping up this first episode. My pleasure. So fun. Yeah. Let's carry on to episode two. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today, Stephanie. Where can people find you? Thank you for
1: having me, Rachel. People can find me on Instagram at ritual.medicine and same for my website, www.ritual-medicine.com.
0: Amazing. Be sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and take us both at ritual.medicine and at Rachel Varga official on Instagram and receive your boss babe PMS hacks directly to your inbox. Don't forget to leave a review here on iTunes as well as it helps way more than you know with other women being able to find podcasts just like this to help you be more awesome at life. <laughs>